What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode five, and I am one of your hosts, as always, CK Present, joined by Eli Downing, aka Narshredder13. And for the first time, we have a, a brand new guest who hopefully you guys will all enjoy, uh, Daryl, aka Initiated MR187. Did I get those numbers right? Yes, sir, you did. Very nice. Well, welcome to the show. We're very happy that you could join us. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, yes. How's everybody doing today? How are things? Things are great. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Staying sane. We always have to do mm-hmm. our COVID check-in in the beginning. Everyone is safe. <laughs> so everyone's doing well. Um, yeah, Daryl, I, I know it's your first time on the show. Obviously, um, I kind of want to give give you a chance to say a little bit more about yourself before we jump into things. So why, why don't you go ahead and just kind of tell people, you know, a little bit about your uh, your trophy hunting life, your trophy history. And just for reference to all the listeners, um, we all work together. And previously in our podcast, we've talked about doing races for trophies at work with coworkers. So um, Daryl was another member of that group. So yeah, why don't you go ahead and say, say a couple things, my friend? Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, in regards to that, uh, trophy race that we had, I was indeed the winner, uh, that Eli and Colin have, um, particularly left out. So I was the winner last year. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, my, my trophy hunting experience kind of started back when I was on the Xbox. Okay. And I think up to this day, I probably have like 72,000 gamer score points. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I look at it from day to day sometimes. I'm like, man, probably will have more by now. But yeah, trophy hunting definitely started when, um, from a previous co-worker of mine. And he mentioned, hey, you know, I noticed that, you know. You don't really play a whole lot. You kind of just play the story, you know. And I was like, yeah, I'm just more of a story guy. Mm -hmm. He said, well, have you ever thought of, like, going for trophies and stuff like that? And I'm like, not really. Never really (laughs) been my thing. But then I kind of came to the realization that uh, it's a hobby for some people. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, like, correlated it to, like, a baseball card collection. Oh, okay. And yeah, so you know, like everybody's collecting different games and getting different trophies, and then like people kind of come together and say, "Oh, like look what I have! I have this trophy or this achievement." Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. I have this one. I have that one. I'll say, "Oh, wow! You know, I don't have this one, but that guy has it." Yep. So it kind of was like that in a sense. So it kind of like piqued my interest in trying to get trophies and achievements. So I was on the Xbox for quite a bit, maybe like five, six years, just collecting achievements, looking at achievement guides, and uh, yeah, I was pretty fixated on it big time, (laughs) and then I got a PlayStation 4, and that all kind of like, uh, I changed my, uh, I guess you can say achievement hunting experience. Okay. Because I kind of had the PlayStation there for a bit, but it wasn't something that I was totally invested in. Yeah, it was like I your was side more console. Microsoft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I play a few games here and there, but you know, my my whole 
focus was on achievement hunting. And then, yeah, maybe like four years ago, I switched over to PlayStation 4 because a lot of my friends had uh, switched console systems. And then even then, I still was even trophy hunting. <laughs> but I think last year, when we all started playing together, uh, that's where it really kind of took off for me. Um, you know, we we're playing a lot of the free games, trying to see who could beat each other, you know, for that month. Yep. So that's kind of where it kind of just took off for me. So I think the first game that we played was uh, Portal Knights. <laughs> I, I got hooked on it big time. Sorry, Eli, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know that game's not something you want to hear. Oh. But yeah, that, that game for me was was pretty fun, and that was like my first Platinum. And uh, yeah, I just started getting more trophies after that. Damn. So wait, was uh, that you know, really like that? your first Platinum on PS4 was Portal Knights? No, I had oh, like God. three more before it, oh, but God. it was like <laughs> the first Platinum that I was really trying to get. Mm-hmm. I had three, which were like two of them were like Telltale games. That's already like a given. Yep. Um, Portal Knights, you know, I worked for that one. So I think after that, that's when all the other Platinum started coming through. Nice. Yeah, well, so it sounds like you and Eli are more similar in regards to like, you guys have both ecosystems going. It sounds like, you know, Daryl, you still check like your Xbox gamer score and stuff like that too occasionally and eli i know you still jam out on xbox for for a lot of titles too so um yeah but i I do think it's interesting just because the achievement system came out before trophies did that by a few years actually that a lot of people started their trophy hunting careers on xbox with achievements and then slowly transitioned over after that generation onto ps4 so um yeah pretty interesting good stuff good stuff yeah, they really uh, they made it more <clears throat> uh, enticing for people with the platinum. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think it's a little more attractive. Yeah, and the than just go ahead. Than just like the hundred percent, and because you still get the hundred percent on, you can still get the hundred percent on PlayStation, but you also get a platinum. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more, a little more prestigious. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Definitely, because Xbox still did like the. Well, I don't know if they did on 360. Maybe you guys remember. Did they have, like, the percentage of other people who had the achievements when you popped them? Or was it just, like, this achievement's worth 10 gamer score, this one's worth 5, whatever, right? Like, I don't actually really remember. Yeah, it wasn't, like, how the PlayStation system set up where you see the trophy and then, like, the the scale of trophy, whether it was, like, bronze or silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gave you the gamer score point. It didn't give you the percentage of how many other people have gotten that trophy or achievement. Got it. So, Daryl, did you watch the like Achievement Hunter YouTube channel back in the day? Oh, yes, I did. Hell yeah, dude. That's yeah. what's up. <laughs> Eli, did you I watch that? I, also... I didn't. I didn't really get into. I was playing. That was when I was in multiplayer only. So, oh yeah. Like, I did. Yeah, it was yeah. the Rooster Teeth guys who their YouTube mm-hmm. is like still around and they still, the Achievement Hunter logo and brand is still around even. Um, but it's less so concerned with actually getting achievements and stuff and more so with just like playing Xbox games together. So uh, it's changed. But I remember looking at Halo 3 ODST 
uh, achievement guides with those guys. That was like the first stuff I'd seen. And then I've, I think I watched their guide for like getting all the feathers in Assassin's Creed 2. So definitely got some good memories <laughs> watching those early like guides for stuff. And that's probably before PSN and, you know, obviously before PS4 trophies and stuff. So one of the first things you could look at. Pretty sweet. Um, cool. Well, thank you for sharing your background on that. I think that's that's helpful to know. And yes, you did win the race. I'm a little salty about it. And just so everyone's aware, we had to pay Daryl. Uh, was it twenty dollars? We did. Yeah, we bet twenty bucks yep. on the year. So, yep. Uh, if we do it again, which I know it's really contentious, if we're ever gonna do it again, because it took up so much time, uh, I'm coming for you. So next time, <laughs> not getting away with that shit. Okay. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, why don't we hop into then a little bit of um, kind of what we've been playing, progress on on games we've been, you know, getting trophies in. Uh, last time, Eli, I know you said you were going to start to conquer the beast that is Bloodborne, or go back and keep conquering, I should say, Bloodborne. So how's that been going? It's going good. I'm uh, I'm officially a trophy hunter now. So oh, hunter, <laughs> what is, you gotta terrible. be in the know for that one. It's the blood, the way they. Uh, I think it's Elaine the Crow says, "Hunter." Oh, because you're a hunter in in Bloodborne. Yeah, she's like hunter. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's funny. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I right before this podcast actually, I finally got to take out the Thumerian Queen, Woo-hoo. who's at the bottom of all of the dungeons. Mm-hmm. So I did a little count, and it was like uh, twenty-eight optional bosses. Yeah, to get down there, on top of the the regular bosses you needed to kill to get to. The optional bosses mm-hmm. so it was like you know pl- 30 plus bosses i had to get for that one trophy and so it's just been quite the grind getting through like the the filed chalice that gives you half the health mm. was probably one of the harder things to do and then right then after that is the last dungeon there's like three to four bosses per dungeon Okay. And you have to clear out like a level, get unlock the lever to open the door. You know, classic Bloodborne, Soulsborne style mm-hmm. to unlock the next shortcut to the boss, basically. Uh, and so, yeah, I finally got all the way down to the bottom. I did, I did it almost all of it by myself. I tried. <laughs> to get in with a friend uh, who's platinumed Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 in a row and then just did Sekiro. Like, is a good Soulsborne player. Yeah, that guy's and, a bad uh, man. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But uh, it didn't end up working out because of the way Bloodborne's multiplayer or cooperation, they call it, okay. is. It's just... You have to have a certain. You have to have insight, which is like something you get for killing bosses. It basically makes you go mad in the game. But uh, didn't have a ton of that. And then when you die, you got to do it all over again. Mm. And so you're wasting an insight every time. And it's just it's not very uh, efficient in Bloodborne. So I ended up doing those myself, and I did spawn uh, in game. What are they? What are they called? I don't know. Basically, a NPC 
oh, to okay. help me with one of the bosses in the Defiled Dungeon. So, pretty much solo. Nice. Uh, which was... I didn't think it was going to happen in the... Because I had t- taken a break in the Defiled Dungeons on the first level. And I was just like, I can't. That was like the break before I picked it up again recently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after that break, it ended up going pretty smoothly. Like, sometimes you just need a break from games like this after sure. 30 bosses. <laughs> you know, you just need a... <laughs> you know. That's and because uh, I feel like the combat is so punishing. Like, I've tried to take breaks. Uh, for example, I was playing Sekiro, you know, last year. Took a break, mm-hmm. and I tried to, like, put it in again a couple weeks ago, and, like, I couldn't even... Couldn't do anything. Like, I'll basically have to restart that game if I want to play it. So that's cool you're able to uh, jump back in like that. Yeah, well, the dungeons is cool, too, because you, like, you can kind of go into the level, and you're not risking a lot, and you can kind of relearn it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But... uh Basically, you get into those boss fights, and it's so intense. Like, I'm shaking after almost all of them. Like, it's and then the music's so loud. The boss rooms in in uh, Bloodborne and Souls games are usually extra loud, and it's just super intense. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, you can kind of like go through. Uh, you just need a break from that, like that much intensity. Really, <laughs> it's kind of what it came down to for me, and like calm my nerves a little bit and come back to it. You know, in this case, it was since last night. I was trying to get through the last couple dungeons and came back in with a clear mind this morning and uh, took out the, what is it? The Marion Queen? Yeah, Yeah, like sometimes you just need to sleep on it, for sure. I mean, I've definitely had that happen with bosses before um, where it's like, it's just not, something's not clicking and then you go to bed and you try it again in the morning and before you know it, like you've, mm-hmm. you've eaten it. I think there's actually studies that people have done where you process information better overnight when you sleep. So you kind of like mm-hmm. learn the patterns and like learn the boss fight when you're sucking mm-hmm. at it. And then when you sleep, you kind of actually figure it out and then you can like wake yeah. up and do it. So um, that yeah, was a the, gold trophy though, right? That you got or what was the, what was the reward for all that? Yeah, it was a gold. Woo! The queen actually was not bad at all. She, I killed her at first try. Oh, that's disappointing. Nice. But it's... <laughs> It's you know it's the defiled up to the last. There's three bosses in the defiled. Then there was two bosses before the queen in the final dungeon, and those two were like a super fast semi-humanoid enemy, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then a big giant beast. Uh, uh, and so those were the challenging ones. And when I got to her, I pretty much just destroyed her. It's pretty pretty easy nice but the uh yeah the the list as far as trophies go for that like i think it was a bit much to make you go all the way through the dungeons well um i would agree because well for context daryl have you played bloodborne at all i don't actually know if you you checked that no i played the 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 demo maybe like before the game actually came out okay and i think i played like the first boss never beated it for a demo okay and that was it gotcha yeah the the rest of the trophy list is not that bad and is actually pretty straightforward i mean in a typical soulsborne fashion you're gonna have to beat the game like three times unless you do a save scum but i totally mm-hmm. agree with you eli where it's like that one trophy and it, it is pretty like far out there because you don't even need to really do these chalice dungeons to beat the game 
and you could beat all the other optional bosses in the main game and finish it and it's still like you know relatively timely manner but these chalice dungeons add like 20 30 40 hours of pretty much just side content just for one mm-hmm. boss so i don't know it was a lot yeah it was they they do have uh, a silver the blood gem master mm. where you gotta acquire an extremely precious precious blood gem mm-hmm. which i think is like level 16 which you can get I don't know, fairly easily in the dungeons. Okay. Not, I mean, you got to get down thinked depth four, possibly. Uh, and that's that's not... That's fair. I think that's good. It's like, hey, check these out. Yeah. Get into it. And, like, you know, you got to do something for it. Mm-hmm. But Dip making you challenge. go all the way down is a lot. And it's surprising. It's actually 7.2 percentage. It's pretty high. I mean, and that's the lowest... That's the rarest trophy besides mm. the platinum, which I've seen Bloodborne on some of those lists of like the most popular platinums. Yeah. Because it's 6% oh, for the wow. platinum, which is really high, I think. Uh, but it's just because it's such a popular game and people get, uh, they get so invested in it. And it's, there's all kinds of videos out there about how much of a masterpiece it is, yep. which I agree. <laughs> you know, just the, the weapons, the, the combat obviously is souls like but it's more aggressive than those and uh all the cool transformation weapons you know they probably probably have one of the better weapon sets in the souls games yeah because you can uh yeah you they like transform them and it kind of makes you you can really pick a play style you know yeah with with the different kinds of transform attacks. Some of them lunge forward. You know, there's a little bit more to it than just, like, heavy or light. Mm-hmm. You know, there's <clears throat> all different kinds of stuff you can play with. It's really fun. I found it, like, to be more combo-based in in the combat as well, where, like, you could do two light attacks and then transform your weapon to do that attack and then do a heavy, then switch back to do, like, light attacks. So it's pretty expressive in terms of, like, how you do your damage. I think the critique for, like, for me, for, like, someone who's played all the other Dark Souls games is the armor sets are really limited and almost don't do anything. So, like, the clothing options that you have in that game are really just about, for the most part, just about how the look is. Like, they don't really offer you that drastically different of stats. Whereas in, like, Dark Souls, like, there's light, medium, and heavy armor that affects, like, your roll speed and how much damage you take and how much endurance you use and, like, all these other factors. So while the weapon combat is maybe a little more simple in Dark Souls versus Bloodborne, the rest of it is more complicated and there's more like spells and healing options and, you know, bow and arrow play and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a trade-off, I think. Um, yeah. I- yeah, that's definitely another... I guess it would be up to... You know, I think that's what's cool about Bloodborne is it's like a little different than them, so you can get a different... Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an action kind of guy and like to mash buttons and obviously you can't really do that in this but like i don't want to have to worry about my armor like i can just like look sick yep. you know like yeah fashion oh, cool. souls <laughs> yeah fashion um, souls definitely and they definitely went in that direction because if you look at sekiro there's no different weapon for the entire game you have the same sword you don't change your armor at all so instead they went into different sort of like skill tree upgrades um, so I think that's kind of the feedback they got from a lot of people is like, let's, you know, simplify it a bit. And, uh, 
let you be more expressive in your combat rather than your gear, you know? Uh, yeah. So. Daryl, are, are you yeah, going to ever play some Dark Souls games, dude? we got to get you into this discussion here. <clears throat> yeah, I have Bloodborne. It was one of those free games a few years back, so <clears throat> I have that one for free. I'll probably check it out at some point. Yeah. The Dark Souls series, uh, <laughs> I still got <laughs> I still need to find the drive to actually play those games because I don't know they they sound too hard from what I've heard and I like challenging games but that that one just seems like it's on a totally different level. I would uh, challenge you to give it a try because I think for people listening, Daryl is the guy who will play the game on the hardest difficulty, like no problem, right? And beat for it. Fun. So like you did, yeah, for fun, right? So he did that with The Witcher Three, right, Daryl? And then you did that with um, I believe it was God of War. You beat it on Give Me God of War as well yes so if you can Mm -hmm. do that my argument is there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to beat dark souls games (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny that i you know i told it's like yeah i said you know i play most games on the hardest difficulty call Mm -hmm. of duty veteran all the time yeah (laughs) um witcher 3 you know i think it was uh death march Mm -hmm. that was pretty fun god of war give me god of war (laughs) No trophy, apparently, so I'm a little upset about that. Yeah. That was a lot of dying I had to do just to beat that game. Yep. They give you a little, you know, message at the end at the end that says, thank you for beating on Give Me God of War. <laughs> well, give me a trophy, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll play it at some point. Maybe mm-hmm. next time it's on sale, I'll definitely pick it up for sure. Well, and the other option I've offered to Eli, too, is I own Dark Souls 1 Remastered physically. So if someone wanted to to give it a try, you're more than welcome to uh to borrow it and check it out. But maybe Bloodborne is the good jump, jumping off point. Sounds like Eli, you've had a great experience with that. So you know it's yeah. Mm-hmm. You might have the same little experience with the first boss, like Dark Souls, because yeah. I mean, Colin, I think you kind of plowed through him, but it took me days. Yeah. And an almost a broken controller to get through <laughs> Father Gua. <laughs> Yeah, and that is only Tough. because I played Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 already. So, you know, coming into Bloodborne, it was like, all right, this is a little different because I can't block and I can't really be as defensive. But in Dark Souls games, I typically speaking go light armor, uh, no shield anyway, because you just move faster. And, you know, so that was kind of my jam. Um, but yeah, pretty exciting. So, so what, what do you have would left? be? Go ahead. So what would be like a good game to get into for this particular series? Would, would you suggest like Bloodborne or Dark Souls going to that? Like which which of those two would you suggest going into first? Um, Born. Bloodborne. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> since you already own it and the, it is a bit different in terms of the combat, the story isn't connected at all to the other three um bloodborne is a pretty good jumping off point i have a soft spot for the original dark souls i think it's really fucking good and unlike the other later games in the series there's bosses in that game that are kind of pushovers so it's a little weird like you kind of everyone you know tells you like oh it's so hard like these bosses are just like insane and there are a few that are like that but there's also a few bosses that like you can kill in like four hits and they don't really even do anything to you and it's just like more of a whoa what is this weird like butterfly creature that just like landed next to me you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. it's slower to play dark souls it's more about like you know blocking 
and dodging perfectly and then attacking like once or twice and then doing that like seven or eight times to kill a boss and bloodborne is a little bit more forgiving in terms of like you they encourage you to be aggressive you know um but yeah you still you can steal life back if you get hit it, it takes your your health bar down mm-hmm. but then it like kind of grays out a spot and if you hop back in there and uh attack your enemy you can get some of your health back yeah and instead okay. of blocking you use your gun to to uh i guess it's parry but you're basically stunning mm-hmm. the enemy in the middle of its attack with your gun yeah and that's all it's really you can't really run through with a gun uh even if you scale up your Blood tinge or whatever. Blood tinge, which is the uh, gun stat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you're basically incentivized to just be attacking. Even your block is an attack. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as the trophy lists go, because I know that's you know something you'll look into when you start it. They're all uh, they're all relatively similar in that they want you to beat every single boss in the game. They want you to fully upgrade a weapon. Um, they want you to get all the different endings. Um, so Dark Souls 1 has two endings. Dark Souls 2 and 3 have three endings each, and Bloodborne has three endings, I think, right? Or is it four, Eli? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three. So um, without a save scum, you're looking at some significant time investment. But I would say that once you know the game... It's a lot like Resident Evil, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. It's um, It becomes drastically easier on subsequent playthroughs. You know exactly where to go. You know most of the boss patterns, what you need to do. Um, so Dark Souls 1, I can probably beat now in less than 20 hours. Whereas like my first playthrough was, I don't know, like 60 or 70, something like that. So it's really not too bad once you get used to it. Yeah, nice. that, that kind of <clears throat> all... Uh... Depends on how deep you get into it as well. Like, because I think I made a save after, like, before the ending and before I take the ingredients for the special ending, mm-hmm. uh, just in case something goes wrong and I just can't get through the game. <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> there's people out there that speed run it super fast and don't even level up. I mean, if you can, if you know the bosses that well, mm-hmm. to not be able to level up, you can get through the game super quick. Yeah. Well, like it all comes down to how much you want to grind out levels before you go to the boss. Cuz that's kind of where I'm at with my arcane which is like magic playthrough with Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. I started that and I sent you the video of doing one of the bosses and just just trashing her. Yeah. It was like <laughs> like a minute or two of just shooting my flamethrower at her. Mm-hmm. But that's because I spent a little extra time leveling up my arcane and my flamethrower yep so it's a it's a toss-up on how you want to execute it but you're definitely right it's definitely easier the next time i knew where to go to get all that stuff Mm -hmm. i knew what to do Mm -hmm. for sure nice so what do you have left for the platinum eli you're gonna be you're gonna be getting out here pretty soon what's the what's the game plan uh so i did make that save just in case but uh I don't. I've only used Save Scum once. I've done it. I forgot to mention it. I did do it mm-hmm. in Shadow War. I used. I had a perfect setup to get the hardest trophy, where you have to kill a captain on an Ulog. Okay. And you can't ride the Ulog for very long, and so I had a captain who was mortally 
uh, flammable. So I basically just shot him with a fire arrow and then hopped on this Ulog I had damaged. And, like, I couldn't lose that setup. So I saved it. For, I saved Scum for that, mm-hmm. uh, which, I don't know, I think is kind of fair. Yeah, it's but, fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not like it's cutting off a whole playthrough, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I have to... I've now beat the wet nerfs. Uh, spoiler alert. And uh, so I have to do the final battle mm-hmm. and then i can get all the weapons after that because you need the la- one of the last bosses badge to buy his weapon mm-hmm. so i can get those two golds then there's two two playthroughs left and i'm i don't know a quarter of the way through my arcane playthrough something like that maybe a third okay and then i was thinking about doing new game plus on my original save because i'm like <laughs> i'm probably at like the new game plus plus level what's your i'm level like 100 right and probably like 130 or 140 oh my goodness yeah wow so for context daryl when i beat the game i think i was like level 80 <laughs> so yeah. he's like Whoa. he's like almost double <laughs> what uh, what level i was yeah wow mm-hmm. that's what uh the dungeons do for you yeah i, mean, I spent so much time down there like and I'm spread super thin now, too, is kind of, like, I'm already starting basically another build on this build, mm-hmm. right? So I have strength and health at their soft caps, and a pretty much endurance as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just leveling up Blood Tinge and Skill, and I'm going to make that my next build, and I'm already, like, working on it before I've beaten the game, so. There you go. I, like, I'm going to have, like, all my stats up to their soft caps, so I'll be able to do kind of whatever i want except arcane but that's why i have the other playthrough nice so so you're pretty close then yeah and what did you say the the uh platinum percentage was some like six percent six percent that's pretty pretty wow. high for that type of game i think i think it shows how good it is yeah people just fall in love <laughs> and want i mean i guess you can some scum skate scum save it <laughs> yeah so like there's probably been quite a bit of that mm-hmm. i would assume I'm sure so. but you can't scum save the Thumerian Queen, I guess. So, mm-hmm. uh, not seven point two. That's the. I think the, one of the stopping blocks. The community is really intense for that game, or for those games too, like on Reddit and stuff. It's it's one of those franchises that like people play those games and like that's it. You know, like they'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna play Dark Souls one again, and then they beat that, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go play Dark Souls three now, and then oh, I'll hop back and do Bloodborne, and like, it's uh, it's a lot like in my opinion, Resident Evil in that way. Like when I'm on that subreddit, people just like cycle through and just play only Resident Evil games. You know, that's kind of like their jam. Um, so it's exciting shit. Yeah. Congrats on almost being there. You, you should probably what, like another week or two. You think you'll have it or what do you think? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. I mean, don't want to make any promises and... on air. You can't keep, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, probably, hopefully, I mean, if we're doing our, depending on our cadence here with this, probably by next time, I hope. Okay. Yeah, a couple of weeks out. Very nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of a high platinum percentage, Daryl, you and I have been playing Resident Evil Three Remake. Um, I'll I have a a lot to say about it. I just beat it last night on Veteran or on Hardcore. Um, and I've mm-hmm. started my second playthrough on Assisted, and I'm now going to be going for no healing items on this run. Um, so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. But generally speaking, what do you think about the game? Because you got the plat in RE7 and RE2 Remake, so you're no stranger to this franchise. 
Yeah, so I, I played a little bit this morning, actually. Okay. Actually, I played a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was up pretty late last night trying to make some progress on the game. Mm -hmm. And this morning, I got to the part where you, you heal Jill. Mm -hmm. And just before, I was trying to beat this boss. It's the part where you're in like the, the dissolution arena. Hmm. Where you're fighting uh, Nemesis Stage Two? Oh yeah, oh. kind of like in a, like a, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Are you on hardcore? By yeah, the way? no, I'm on standard. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I'm I got pretty close to beating him, but then he did like his pouncing attack, and I was just like down to um, like my last life of health, and he just wrecked me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? I haven't ate yet, and the our podcast is going to be on pretty soon, so I'm going to hop off and get some grub. Yep. But so far, um, I like it. It's definitely different from the original. Um, the original RE3? Did you play that back in the day? Uh, No. I, yeah, I was too young. Can't, okay. Can't be playing scary games like that back then. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there, I mean, I, I've been a big fan of the series, so I've always watched like videos on YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think RE3 was probably the coolest one to me because it had mercenaries. Oh yeah, in it. yeah. So that was probably like one of the more cooler games in the series. Yeah. And right now, I think I'm pretty close to the end of the game. Is would you say so, Colin? Like where I'm at? Yeah, I think you probably have less than half an hour of gameplay left. Oh. Um. Okay. The way that the game is structured, that Nemesis Stage Two fight happens. There's a little something else of gameplay, pretty minimal, and then another boss fight, and then the game's pretty much over. So, okay, um, you're really close to the end. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty close. So I'll probably knock it out later today, mm -hmm. and probably start the hard card run. Ooh boy! And uh, <laughs> see see how that is. I definitely ran into some parts of the game that I'm pretty sure are gonna give me a tough time on hardcore. Yeah. Which which uh, ones are you thinking like, of? Such as uh, for sure, like the nemesis nemesis encounters, yeah, like all of those would probably be tough. Mm -hmm. And then the the zombie siege in the hospital, oh yeah, where you play as Carlos, yeah, I'm pretty sure that wants to be hard because I died a few times doing that. Yeah, that part's bullshit. And uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh yes, yeah, like yeah, for for a survival horror game where you normally fight like three to four enemies at a time, then they throw like fifty zombies in a row at you. And uh, was mm -hmm. there a hunter on normal in that area or no? There was two of them, actually. Okay, so there's only one on hardcore, so that'll be helpful to you. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I agree. I mean, it's a pretty short game. I think when I was done, I was looking at my play clock, and it was a little under five hours um, to, to beat it, not include. <laughs> not including uh cutscenes. I think if you included cutscenes it was something like seven hours. But um, okay. Yeah, I don't know, like I also platinumed RE two. That was like my favorite game when I played it that year. And it's really similar in the sense that like it encourages replay almost immediately. Um beating the game gets you unlocks or points that you can use to make your subsequent playthroughs easier and easier. So you know, doing the no item box run or the no healing item run, stuff like that, um, definitely becomes easier than you think by just looking at the trophy list. Like when you when you look at the trophy list, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is gonna be really hard. Um, but it, I don't think it'll be too bad. There's how many? One, two. There's five difficulties. Um, so above hardcore, you have nightmare, 
and then you have Inferno. And for Nightmare and Inferno, the items in the game are placed in different spots. So you can't just be like, oh, I know exactly where to pick up this key because they move it in that mode. You have to figure it out again. And mm-hmm. the, the enemy aggression range is a lot longer. So z- zombies will like lunge at you from a lot further away. Um, stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, the cool <clears throat> thing that I like about the game is there's a shop. So when you finish the game for the first time, you unlock a shop. And with all the points that you get in the game, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you've noticed, like there's like a records section where it's like doing different tasks and you get concept art and stuff like that when you do it. You mm-hmm. also get in-game currency that you can use to buy items to make your next playthroughs easier. So you can buy, for example, like uh, an assault coin, which if you have it in your inventory, your gunshots do more damage, right? Um, you can buy mm-hmm. like an item that makes your perfect dodges easier to do. You can buy an infinite ammo handgun or whatever, stuff like that, right? Um, and there's a couple coins that you can buy that actually make you regenerate health automatically over time. So I think that's what you're supposed to use for your no healing item playthrough. I fucked up and bought the assault coins, so I deal more damage. So I'm literally mm-hmm. going through unassisted. So it's the easiest difficulty, but I just can't get hit pretty much at all. Um, there's one point in the game that you automatically have to use a healing item. And I think you know what I'm talking about. It's where you get infected with that bug thing in the in the sewer mm-hmm. section kind of. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the only heal you can use for the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a little bit rough um i just got past I'm, I'm in the rpd now as carlos so i'm making pretty good progress just from this morning i'm like an hour hour and a half in but uh okay yeah the hard trophy for sure is you have to beat it on inferno difficulty with an s rank which means that you have to beat it in under two and a half hours saving no more than five times on the hardest difficulty so that's the one <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna be the and use one. infinite weapons yeah you can use any uh infinite weapons you know there is a way to buy an infinite rocket launcher which could make it pretty easy um it costs sixty four thousand in-game points to buy and for context when i finished my hardcore playthrough i had sixteen thousand points so not even <laughs> not even a quarter of the way there to what i would need to do that um so i don't know i this guy i, I watch on youtube uh, beat it on Inferno with no uh, shop items, no New Game Plus items, and took no damage. So it's it's possible to do, but it's just really fucking hard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, dude, the Platinum's at, like, something like 9% already. Let me look. I think it, it's, like, ridiculously high for how long the game has been out. So. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's still going up from last time. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, what was it last time? Like set? Yeah, it's 8.6% already so wow yeah i know like what a lot of resident evil fans out there i I guess like (laughs) yeah i don't know what do you think about it compared to re2 like which one are you um i think like um like as far as survival horror goes definitely in the bag for re2 Mm -hmm. because it it really did kind of uh start from the roots of how that game came about you know you're in a police station it's dark Mm -hmm. you know there's zombies everywhere so i was actually more scared playing that game first time around compared to this one sure re3 yeah just 
when you're in the city, you know, there's a little bit more open spaces. It's easier to dodge enemies. But when you're in the confined space with lots of corners, lots of rooms, it's kind of more uh, scary to know, like, what's around the corner. Yeah. So I, I definitely like RE2 for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like the, the combat more in Resident Evil 3. A lot of people will probably say that game is more action oriented, just like the original. And yeah, I mean, it's cool, but I, I like just being able to blast zombies with different guns. And yeah, you know, it's pretty, plus it's, it's badass for a chick to be doing all that stuff anyway. So oh yeah, I, Jill cool. uh, Jill was always my favorite character for sure. Um, oh yeah, like in the original remake uh, on GameCube, I always played Jill instead of Chris, so that was my jam. <laughs> For sure. Um, and uh, it's pretty cool you highlighted, too, that um, RE3 has that, uh, I think it's Nightmare or Inferno. I haven't unlocked those modes yet where yeah. uh, key items are, like, in different areas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you play Resident Evil 7, but that concept was taken from that game as well. Oh, okay. And RE7 had a mode which was called Madhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, basically... you. You could go through the playthrough, but a lot of the items, like keys and um, like essential items, were in different areas. So it was practically like a brand new game. Pretty cool. And yeah, it was pretty cool for what it was. So like I went into that mode thinking I could do what I did on the previous playthroughs, and <laughs> you know they had like bird cages where where you can buy stuff. Yeah. Well, in one of the bird cages, there's like keys, and you know in the easier runs, that key was like grabbed from like you know, like a room that you had to get access to. Mm-hmm. But now you actually have to purchase that key. With antique uh, coins? In order to, yeah, with the antique coins. What? And if you didn't, yeah. Those are collectibles, by purchase- the way, Eli. So you can just totally miss those. So you have to mm. find them to even buy the item to progress the main story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Well, mm. it, um, like the key, you could buy it if you want like an easier route. But mm-hmm. if you, didn't want to buy it, your route would be a lot more challenging because there'd probably be more enemies from point A to point B. Oh, I see. So it'd probably be in your best interest to get the key right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty trophies? glad they put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a collectible trophy in like the easier runs and then for the Madhouse uh, playthrough. Uh, because the coins are in different spots depending on what level of difficulty. So there's a trophy. I remember forgetting them in like normal. And then there's a trophy for all the antique uh, coins on Madhouse, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's there's this standard fare like for the trophy list in RE3. There's you know collect all the files. Um, there's little bobbleheads. They call them Charlie dolls. Um, they're just like little toy looking bobbleheads that you need to break. I think there's 20 of them in the game, um, and something like 55 files you need to find um, to get those trophies. So. I actually wasn't looking at a guide on my on my playthrough on Hardcore. I found all but four files and all but three Charlie dolls. So it's not too crazy, it doesn't seem like. Like, I mean, I was exploring, but I wasn't, like, looking at every single spot really carefully. So it doesn't seem too bad um, to be able to get all of those. And when you do that, they reward you with a lot of in-game currency to buy those, like, shop items for your next playthroughs. So it's pretty cool. It, it like, kind of encourages you to do that. Um, but not very many missable trophies other than that. Most of them are, are story related. Um, and most of them are bronzes, <laughs> but, uh, 
when there was a couple there's one that like in the beginning of the game daryl i don't know if you got for um putting all the gems in the clock tower monument so you know how like when you first exit the subway there's like that safe room you're in and mm -hmm. there's like a clock tower monument there you can put three colored gems in that and doing that was a silver trophy you had to find those all downtown and then there was another one where the lights go out and you're moving you're going around to get all those fuses to try to restart the elevator to follow Nikolai. And you have to get all those right. fuses and start the elevator within five minutes. Um, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's a silver, but I missed it on my, my first playthrough, so I'm going to try to go for it on my standard playthrough. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that trophy was referring to when you're going through the, like, the spider-infested warehouse. Oh, because... yeah. Yeah, because I, I must have read the the trophy wrong. You know, it said like get something in five minutes. I thought it said like, you know, get five switches or whatever it was mm -hmm. in five or in five minutes. So yeah. I just did that mode this morning, and I man, that was pretty tough too. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty tough. I think that's one of those you'll have to do it on assisted difficulty with like, you know. Just have your magnum out. <laughs> Basically, what I'm planning oh, on doing yeah. is just like making a save right before that section, and then I'll do that section using like all my good ammo and just blast through it, and then I'll reload my save uh, to to go through it like normally and not use up all my ammo. But I finished mm. the game with ten handgun bullets left, no healing items as well, and one hit away from death on the last boss. So <laughs> it was like really fucking close and i had to fight that last boss probably five or six times so um yeah <laughs> it's, it's a little bit infuriating but sounds yeah. fun yeah the, the the last kind of trophy i would want to talk about for it is there's a speed run trophy which um mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily in remake 2 um in that game they had you beat the game taking a certain number of steps which essentially was a speed run. Like you had, it, it ended up being the same as a speed run, but they just didn't call it that. This one, you have to mm -hmm. beat the game in less than two hours. Um, but luckily it's a gold. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, yeah. What do you think? How's that going to be for you? Um, I'm definitely happy. They didn't put that trophy in this one as well, where you had to <laughs> beat the game in a certain number of steps because, yeah. Um, that was one I hated having to pause the game to check my records every time to see how many steps I've accumulated. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, at a certain point of the game, you know, you had to have a certain number of steps. If you had anything more than that, you knew you weren't going to get the trophy. Right. Because, you know, you had to factor in, like, running to the different levels, and then you had to factor in the boss fights because, you know, you're not going to be at one place the whole time during a boss fight. Totally. You're going to be moving around a lot. So I'm very happy they didn't have that on this RE3 game. Mm -hmm. But um, two hours seems pretty tough. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's probably guides out there already, but I don't know how they could do two. Four hours is good. Yeah. That's fair. But mm -hmm. two hours, like, you got to be following a strict route. Yep. And killing those bosses real fast because – Two hours doesn't really give you much leeway. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's like, yeah, well, you're definitely going to be playing it on the easiest difficulty with, like, the infinite sure. ammo so you don't have to stop and pick up stuff. Um, 
it's pretty funny. So I would recommend you buy in the shop when you finish the game. You can unlock a different handgun for Jill, and it's actually the handgun that she used in Resident Evil 1, so it's the Samurai Edge pistol. And mm-hmm. you can't add any of the weapon upgrades to it that you find in the game, so it just stays as the standard handgun. But that combined with the assault coin that I bought, I can kill a zombie in one headshot. It's one bullet. So, like, I have, like, over 200 handgun ammo in my inventory right now that I don't even need. Like, I don't even really need to use anything else. Like, I don't know if you know those in the sewer section, those things that, like, come out of the sewer grates are, like, the giant bloblets, you know? Um, Right. Those things die in three handgun bullets with the Samurai Edge. It is insane. So, and I killed Nemesis on the rooftop fight when he had the flamethrower. I threw a grenade and I shot him six times. He died. (laughs) So, like, uh, I I definitely think it's uh, (laughs) it's doable if you have the right stuff in your uh, in your inventory. So, yeah. Wow. Um. Cool. Well, yeah. I think um, more to come on that. I'm definitely going to be going for the platinum. Are you going to be looking for the plat with this game? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Good to hear. I think that's that steps trophy is pretty cool. Yeah. The steps, co- yeah, 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 yeah that's pretty cool. I, I don't play those games, so uh, yeah, I have no real uh, pull on that. But mm-hmm. I think that's kind of that's kind of a cool way to have you do a speed run for a trophy. Yeah, you know, you can't just like <clears throat> run around a bunch and level up and pick stuff up, or you know, I don't know exactly how it works, but mm-hmm. you can't really farm stuff. Yeah, and hopefully you have all your like infinite. <laughs> you already have your infinite stuff. Yeah, but it's kind of cool. You can't like you know dodge. You know you need to know where you're going. Yeah, right. I think yeah. that's a pretty cool way to to do it. It was a but lot I can of see how uh, the boss fights are kind of hard with that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, you and Daryl, because that was what I was thinking in my head, where I was like, you know, it's one thing to kill a boss quickly, and there's probably strategies for doing that, but let's say that you need to like run around the room to get behind them and then to do the strat right you're using more steps there than if you just like stood your ground and shot the grenade launcher at them so like those kinds of things become important to figure out and it was a lot of like for me at least pausing opening the map and then like planning out my next like four rooms being like okay gotta run along the left side of this room dodge this zombie headshot this one pick up the grenade shell then run out to the right go upstairs you know like you like plan these like loops out in your head for how you need to do it um but it's pretty yeah fun. it's a little different than just speed running and trying to like mm-hmm. you know just get out of there and you know get to the next spot as fast as you can yeah. no matter what path you take you know yeah for sure for sure um speaking yeah, of I'm thinking like oh go ahead bloodborne terms right in the yeah. dungeon you can run around and roll around and avoid all the enemies right but it might not be the fastest way to you know it's, yeah. it's a cool way to put a trophy in a game i've never seen that before yeah, no, it was cool. It was only a silver, which pissed me off, but it was a cool trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like in this, in the third game, where it's like beating the game without using any extra healing items is only a silver. Beating the game without opening the item box is only a silver. Um, but they do, you know, if you get an S rank, it's a gold. The speedrun trophy is a gold. Um, Inferno difficulty is a gold. Um, so it, they're. I don't know. It's a pretty good list. I think I'm at 43% after my first playthrough. Um, so not too bad. Yeah. And for those yeah. curious, there's a sale going on right now called Big in Japan sale um, on the PSN. And a lot of the Resident Evil games are on sale right now. So if you're curious, I would definitely uh, check it out. 
Yeah, I like those set the big in Japan sales uh are always pretty cool or you know like I like the games on there but I've I never end up pulling the trigger on any of them because they're always so long. Mm. They call it like Dark Souls is on there and I want to try those God Eater series, but they're like super hard, mm-hmm. you know, six and above, close to a hundred hour platinums and it's just like Yeah. I can't do it. And they're usually they're not like super cheap, but uh mm. There's always like a lot of cool stuff on there, and I always like the the graphics, whatever the thumbnails, yeah. whatever they call them, like their games. Yeah, that was some wacky names, you know, like <laughs> all kinds of like extra uh, symbols in their title. Like, pretty cool sale, but yeah. Well, uh, Resident so. Evil Four, Five, and Six are on sale right now. I think Resident Evil Seven is on sale. RE2 Remake is on sale, um, and Resident Evil Five and Six are like nine dollars, so it's a pretty good deal. Um, those trophy lists are not nearly the same as RE2 Remake and RE3 Remake. Like, there's no, like, you know, get an S rank. There's no speedrun trophy or anything like that. So it's a little more manageable. Unfortunately, people don't like those games as much, but I don't know. Daryl, did you play RE5 and RE6? I did play RE5. Uh, RE6 I have not, though. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty fun if you play it co-op. That would be my recommendation. Um. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's kind of like where a lot of people weren't too happy about those games because of the co-op feature. Oh, yeah. Definitely took away from the survival horror <laughs> element. Being able to, you know, not be so scared when you're running along with the buddy. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, RE5 was pretty good. RE6, I don't know if a lot of people enjoyed that one. Fair. I, I liked it because I played it co-op. I thought it was a lot of fun um, as like a action third person zombie shooter um, as a Resident Evil game. It's not really very Resident Evil E other than that. Like, yeah, you have to still use first aid sprays and <laughs> there, there's like zombies that you shoot and stuff. But otherwise, you know, it's it's pretty different. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I'm one of the few people I think that I've seen that I'll defend RE6, but I just don't, you know, it's with a caveat. Again, you need to play it co-op, I think, to get a lot out of it. Um, which I was happy to do, because I was a little right. bitch when I was younger. Like, I was so scared playing Resident <laughs> Evil games. Unbelievably scared. Like, I would pl- I'd put in Remake on GameCube and just not be able to progress because my stress was too high. Like, I would hear a zombie walking down the hallway, and I would just turn it off. <laughs> I'd be like, nope, like, I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not I, can't, I can't do it. So I'm pretty proud of myself for being able to do RE2 and RE3 because, uh, yeah, back, like five or ten years ago, sure, I, would, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So, <laughs> Yeah, RE1 definitely uh, had a lot of people shitting in their pants at the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Still to this day. Yeah. Are you going to hop back in and try to get the plat for that game ever, or is that something that's like off your list? Ooh, man. So, um, I definitely want to play it just to say that I beat it. Mm-hmm. But there are some trophies that are probably going to be, like, a deal breaker for me. Invisible like, Enemy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. I kind of watched a guy do a playthrough on it. I don't know if he's the same one you talked about, but his name is Carcinogen. Yeah, DSA. that's the guy. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched some of his Resident Evil playthroughs, and I did. I watched the one where he did the Invisible Enemy mode. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, how the hell is he able to shoot dogs? 
Yeah. The so dogs are running so fast. Yeah. How do you know where they are? <laughs> yeah, and they like jump so through midair at you too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's someone who's played that game probably like 300 times a year. Like I don't oh, yeah. you have to just have memorized every single enemy placement and how they move and cuz it's for the bosses too. Like you have no the bosses are invisible. Like how are you sp- mm-hmm. what like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um yeah. So we're running at where are we at now? We're at fifty six minutes in, so I know we're on the longer side of things. But any other like stuff or topics you guys want to talk about um before we kinda wrap up a little bit. I guess we we try to end with like what games we're gonna be going for. So, you know, Eli, you're gonna be going for Bloodborne. I know Daryl, you and I talked about RE three, but any other games you two are, are looking to do in the coming weeks or other stuff you're gonna be playing? Yeah, I wanted to bring up uh we talked about Call of Duty. Oh yeah. And the the Warzone list. And so now that I've I downloaded it and I went through the training mm-hmm. so I could play. Oh uh, nice. With cuz everyone's into it right now, right? Daryl, you're on it. Colin, you're on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of our other friends are on it. And so I got through the training uh and you know kind of got to like the main menu. And it is on my list. The whole Call of Duty list showed up. <laughs> the whole, like, Daryl's like blown away by that. He cannot handle it. I, I'm checking my app right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've got zero percent. It gives me the the normal list with uh, the campaign and the spec ops. Oh boy, <laughs> it's zero percent. I guess so. I can delete it. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if they're right. popping up every time I play it. But mm. it's yeah. So I don't know what the. I guess you could potentially, if they have trophies for it, or eventually make them for it, mm. that you could get them. But I sure hope they don't, mm. because then I definitely won't be playing it with friends. <laughs> I want to have that at one percent. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to be adding trophies to it. Just I mean, Call of Duty is such a like it's a machine with how fast they turn out their titles, right? But like. So we're coming up on April. It's generally the case that in May, the new Call of Duty for the year is revealed. So we're barely like five or six months into this one, and the new one's probably going to get announced within a month, right? And, you know, so what happens is the end of this year's or last year's Call of Duty basically just becomes updates to keep people Mm -hmm. satisfied until the the new one comes out in November or October. Um, And debatably, the new one will be a PS5 launch game, which I think is going to be the case. Um, so they are doing uh like seasons though, right? With yeah, the, yeah, they are the uh, Warzone and and isn't this they're trying to stop the trend of paid mm-hmm. uh paid maps in the multiplayer? Is yeah, how's that going? Yeah, is that in, <clears throat> entangled with the uh, seasons or mm-hmm. what's the deal with that? I'm not pretty. I'm not in the Call of Duty universe. <laughs> So I don't play the multiplayer as much, um, but the maps are all free on there, which is good because what would happen before is you'd get people who would buy the season pass and they'd be able to play the new maps, but people who didn't, you know, you wouldn't get matched together. So you'd have longer wait times and less people playing and stuff like that. So this definitely helps to get rid of that. But the way that the season pass works is um, it comes out and it's free for everybody and there's like a hundred different levels in it within the season pass and playing games levels you up it's a lot like dauntless right where your hunts hunter pass or whatever 
would level up. And just like in Dauntless, at certain points, different levels, everybody will get a free item or a free calling card or a free skin or whatever. But if you bought the season pass for 10 bucks, you get something at every single level, right? You'll get like a new gun or you'll get a new emote or you'll get a new whatever. So, so it's they... not necessary to buy the season pass, but um, you don't really get that much for free. Like I think I've gotten yeah. a new emblem and like maybe a charm for my gun, you know, like, okay, like, whatever. That's pretty lame. Cause yeah. They, uh, yeah, they're trying to. I thought it was all like, yeah, we want to stop this microtransaction stuff and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making people pay for the maps. Mm-hmm. But it's like they just stopped doing it their old way and just adapted with the times and are now doing it the new way, which yeah. is the battle pass. It's like <laughs> the loot boxes are kind of like they're still there, but like the new loot box is the battle pass. Mm-hmm. Pretty like much, you're doing you're doing the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much. The the difference is that none of the maps are tied to it. So you can still play the same maps as everybody else. It's just like you might have a different looking gun skin or whatever. So it's all, you know, nothing that affects the game, actually, which is good. Are they putting are they putting out maps? Yeah, they are. So every 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 battle pass that comes out usually launches with like two to three new multiplayer maps. Um and then, yeah, you know, Warzone was free for everybody. I think it had 55 million players within the first month, um, which mm-hmm. is insane. And yeah. they constantly update that. They added... So when the game came, first came out, it was the, the default mode, and then there was the squads of three. And now mm-hmm. they've added quads, so you can play in teams of four. You can play in solos. Um, so they're definitely updating it, okay. which is good. Yeah. Yeah. But if you ever feel like going for that platinum, you should uh, you should get the full game because the campaign is actually really good <laughs> for that Call of Duty. So, I uh, may yeah. we'll see. If you wait till I, like I, yeah. this November, it'll probably be like twenty bucks because the new one will be out. So, yeah, we'll see. Like I said before, I don't really not buying anything over thirty bucks. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um. Before uh, before I forget, you reminded me. I just want to give everyone an update uh, on my Modern Warfare Two campaign playthrough. Um, so I am one trophy from the platinum, uh, and that trophy is a gold and it's called immortal. And what it asks you to do is beat every single level in the game, uh, without restarting a checkpoint or without dying right on any difficulty. So you can do it on recruit and I fucking did it. Okay. I went through the game and I did it and it didn't pop the trophy. Okay. And then I was like, oh, that's really weird because the PSN profiles guide I read didn't mention anything about it. It didn't say, you know, it told you that you could save and quit out and then start at any point. You didn't have to do it in like one sitting or anything like that. And so afterwards, I was like, well, let me go on Reddit. And apparently this is happening to a lot of people. Um, And no one really knows why. Like they're all doing different sort of tricks to try to get it to pop. Um, But effectively, it's glitched. And Activision hasn't released a patch for it. They haven't said anything about it. So really the only option for me to do is to just try to do the entire thing again and hope that it'll pop. Um, So it's kind of pissing me off because that's the last... It's a gold trophy, and it's the last one I need to get a platinum. So I really want to get both of them. But uh, it's uh, it's glitched. So that's where I'm at. In my mind, I already got the plat, but I didn't actually get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) pretty uh frustrating Ooh. yeah that's pretty lame yeah i bet <clears throat> yeah now it was it's only kinda... 20 dollars, so i get why they're not patching it like they're probably not even focusing on that game at all now that it's released but it's 
pretty fucking frustrating. So yeah, it's kind of cool. You got the, uh, you know, it's. I don't want to diminish your frustration, but like <laughs> it's like you can kind of like you don't have like a bunch of mis- miscellaneous stuff to do. You can kind of let it sit for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then like if you want to play it again after a couple months or whatever, yeah, you can just do it on that difficulty and you know play through it kind of for fun again, you know, and uh, try to enjoy it a little more after a break. And then hopefully it works that time. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Delete all your save data and try it again. That's my plan is to have a couple beers one afternoon and just try to go through it and see what happens. Um, uh, It's like, you know how you were talking about Eli of trying to get the trophy for the platinum to pop at the right time. So your screenshot looks cool. I had done it in such a way that the platinum was supposed to pop at the very end of the game on like the thank you screen that had like a picture of like the military crew in your squad. And it just, now it's fucked. Cause who knows when it's going to yeah. pop up now, but like, I like I saved that trophy for last obviously. And yeah, it's, it's all messed up. So <laughs> bummer. Is that what trophy hunters do? Yeah. Some of them will do it. If you're Eli, <laughs> I, I usually yeah. don't really think about oh, it, but okay. yeah. I'm not like the, the screenshots not as important, but like I just want to. I like being done. I did with Bloodborne. I got down. Like I should have. The queen is basically end game content, mm-hmm. but I did that first, so now I have endings to do, and then I'm done. Yep. You know, don't got to do any extra grind. Uh, after the you know the intensity of the of the final boss fight. So yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going to do for RE3 is, like, do my Inferno S-rank run is my last run, hopefully. And then when I beat that, it'll be, like, cool, I'm done, like, with the game, you know? Um, yep. Yeah, should be interesting. Cool. All right, well, I think that's all I had to talk on or talk about. Anything else you guys want to bring up before we go, or you guys feeling good? Feeling good. Feeling good. Daryl's <laughs> feeling, feeling good, gonna too. going to be working on that. Resident Evil 3 Platinum for the next couple weeks. There you go. Uh, yeah, maybe some Division 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in our, our weekly uh, video game get-together. Mm-hmm. I'll probably work on that for a little bit. And Little Nightmares. Oh, yeah. Which is a pretty dope game so far. There's no Platinum, but it is a fun game to kind of just chill out to. Okay. It's a and, platformer, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a puzzle platformer. Okay, nice. But it has like a very eerie, you know, sinister feel to it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like what kind of, I guess, like the right game to play with, Res- with Resident Evil 3. Yeah. <laughs> I've been just knocking out horror games all year. RE2, RE3, Resident Evil 7. So nice. This might be the year for me for horror games. Yeah, well, you're you're certainly making me want to consider playing RE7 again. Um, I mean, I we talked about how I was so scared playing those games when I was younger, but that one did the same thing to me as like an adult, where like I bought RE7 on launch day at midnight, got home to play it, and about 15 minutes in, just turned it off because I was like, uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> like I'm like I think it was the portion where Mia is like crawling up the steps at you, Daryl, in the beginning of the game. Oh yeah. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me right <laughs> yeah. now? Like I am like uh, no. So um I never ended up beating it, but I did uh re download Resident Evil five 
Um, I'm going to be playing that with a, a buddy, just co-op, um, a friend from high school. And, you know, not really going for the plat necessarily, but just that'll be fun. And then uh, I'm going to buy RE6. So if someone wants to play it co-op, um, we can go ahead and do that. But that's kind of what I'm looking at, too. So we will share tips and tricks, Daryl, on RE3 as we learn them. Um, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Eli, good luck on your Platinum with Bloodborne. Yeah. You're almost there. <laughs> You're almost there. Dungeons by myself. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for joining, guys. I appreciate it. And to all the listeners out there, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the content. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Take care.